Nerdy Merc, where you'll find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Like the podcast, subscribe. If you don't find me on your favorite podcast host, be patient. Keep checking back as it is coming soon, I promise, and make sure you leave a five-star review. So if you weren't aware, we are in the middle of an election cycle, and we had some debates last week. promise I'm going to get to those in a little bit, but I think I'm going to lead this this episode, of this segment off with some fun stuff. As you should all be aware by now, guess what comes back to Disney Plus this week? That's right, the Baby Yoda Show. Hallelujah, indeed. So, The Mandalorian is coming back to Disney Plus on the 30th. That will be, what, Friday? Yeah, I think it's Friday. And uh, full disclosure, there will be spoilers come Monday, so you have two days to watch it, or you can just avoid my show until then. But the latest... Um... Well, the, the latest trailer that I just saw on drop on thenerdy.com a few days ago, it looks pretty awesome. Apparently, uh, the Mandalorian um, is on the lookout. He's looking for other Mandalorians, trying to get Baby Yoda back to his species. Now, all you Star Wars nerds, you know that Baby Yoda, or Baby Yoda, uh, this, whatever species Yoda is, is a complete mystery. No one knows what it is. There's only been three of them um, seen in the live-action movies. I, I'm not 100% sure about the animated. I never really got into clone troopers. My kid tells me I need to. I just... The animation. I just don't like the animation. I just... I can't get past that. But anyway, as, as sharp-eyed people, Star Wars fans know... There's only been three of Yoda's species that have appeared on screen. So you got Yoda, obviously, and you got the baby in Mandalorian. And some of you might be thinking, well, what's the other one? Well, the other one is a, a, a female of Yoda's species called Yaddle. Yaddle was on the Jedi Council, and you only saw her briefly, I think, in A Phantom Menace. You never see her again, and she doesn't have any speaking roles. But big mystery. I'm hoping that. That's the direction Disney's going, and they're going to tackle it, and they're going to provide and shed uh, shed some more light on the species that is Yoda. We've only seen three of them so far, and all three are Force-sensitive, so kind of wondering if maybe they're like the old-school red-skinned Sith, not the the modern-day Sith, but the actual species Sith where they were prone to be more force sensitive so definitely looking forward to that spoilers will be coming uh, on monday be warned lawrence fishburns signs on to host a show talking about mysteries from his performance in the matrix all the way through hannibal lawrence fishburne is an impressive actor with range i'll give him that i'll even go further back than the matrix as uh, young Trey's father in Boys in the Hood. That was the first time I can recall. 
recall seeing Lawrence Fishburne in a movie, and I and I have to agree, he does have some range, and I I think, you know what, Morgan Morgan Freeman definitely has the best voice, uh, at least the best narrating voice in my in my ever so humble opinion, but I think Lawrence Fishburne has a good one. I think he could I think he could fill the role. I think he could fill the shoes of Morgan Freeman at some point. Uh you know, hopefully Morgan Freeman is still with us for many years and I can I can I can narrate anything in Morgan Freeman's voice. I can't in my head anyway. I obviously can't replicate the voice. That would be really cool cuz I just walk around talking in Morgan Freeman's voice all day long, sounding like Red from Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Anyway, so this uh, show by Lawrence Fishburne is called History's Greatest Mysteries. It sounds kind of neat, and uh, you got it's kind of a catchy title. You got to admit, it says it's going to focus on some of the most compelling mysteries of history, including DB Cooper, okay, the Titanic. I'm not really sure what 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 mystery is is um, you know surrounding the Titanic, but okay, uh, Shackleton's ice ship. I have no idea what that is. John Wilkes Booth? Mm, okay. You know, there's been some conspiracy theories that have been floating around for the past 155 years. Am I doing my math right? Yeah, like 156, 155 years. There's been some conspiracy theories going around. There's been some uh, some odd comparisons to the JFK assassination, which I have never actually verified or fact-checked. But in my experience, these things usually are not true. And Roswell, New Mexico. I've been waiting on the chance to use that soundbite. Roswell, New Mexico will be one of the other subjects discussed in History's Greatest Mysteries. It says the series will premiere on Saturday, November 4th at 9 p.m., starting with the story of D.B. Cooper. My father was a relentlessly self-improving boulangerie owner from Belgium with low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. My father would womanize, he would drink, he would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy, the sort of general malaise that only the genius possess and the insane lament. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. Austin Powers is making a comeback. That's right, you heard me. No, he's really not. Mike Meyer, the, the show's over, but it's still, you know, 20-something years later, still it still holds up. And yes, Austin Powers has been out that long. Comedian Lisa Gilroy was asked to do a, gram- a dramatic monologue for her virtual acting class. So she chose that particular speech from Austin Powers. Let's listen to her. My father would womanize, he would drink, make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. Sort of general malaise that the genius possess and the insane lament. 
my childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insulin, <laughs> I was placed in a burlap sack and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. Bravo! Bravo! Sorry, sorry, Lisa Gilroy. I don't actually have an entire uh, audience to cheer for you, but I, I think you sold it. I like it. That was entertaining. And um, I, I totally get that your biggest pet peeve was no one even noticed. Do you, you, I do this every day, all day. I do random little things like this that I'm the only one that ever gets. So I feel you on that one. I think she sold it. I think that was a lot of fun to listen to. And, you know, what the hell? Austin Powers. I want your opinion. If you're listening to this show, I want you to get on Facebook, get on Instagram, get on Twitter, Parlor, or or call me, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Excuse me. I am... At the the Nerdy Merc on Facebook, at Nerdy Merc on Twitter and Parlor, and Nerdy Merc seventy nine on Instagram. I want to know your opinion on man buns. Okay, my opinion has recently been changed. Before, I would say prior to about two weeks ago, I thought they were ridiculous. I thought I thought dudes were were putting man were putting their hair up in man buns as part of a a like a style, a fashion sense. And as such, and from that perspective, I still agree with the idea that they're ridiculous. But I got to admit, my hair is now long enough to to do that. And I was just putting on a ponytail for a while because I like keeping my hair, I don't like my hair falling down around my ears. I don't like it coming down around my face. I like keeping it back off my face. So I've used ponytails a lot. And lately, well, I, I accidentally put my hair in a man bun. And I do mean accident. You can, I, it was an accident, I promise. So I was just kind of like doing the, doing the little, the little thing, flipping my hair through the loops and it got kind of stuck. And I'm like, uh, well, I can try to work it through and possibly screw it all up and have to start and start all over again. Or I can just roll with it. And it was pretty sweet. Like I said, kept the kept my hair off my neck, off my face. I I rather enjoyed the feeling. So give me a call, 317-978-NERD. Text, whatever. Social media, find me. I want to know what you think. Man buns, ear and A. Just killed a man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger, now he's dead.
If you do nothing else today, Google search Queen Bohemian Rhapsody Donald Trump cover. Find it on YouTube. It is freaking hilarious. Someone did a mashup. You know these mashups where where they take, you know, hundreds of hours of speeches and comb through and they find the words that they want and they put it together to the song. So someone did that with Donald Trump to Bohemian Rhapsody. And they modified the lyrics, actually, and, and it fits pretty good. And they did, like, a little synthesizer to the... It is it is quite entertaining. It's got, like, his rallies. It's showing people that are, like... It's like he's at a concert and he's singing. Um, yes, it's very much worth the time. Go listen to it. <laughs> I'm still watching it go on. I'm not even... I'm, I can't even hear the audio. I'm just watching the video. And it's it's making me laugh. So, yeah, it's worth the time. Go find it. Go watch it. You will not be disappointed. Black Lives Matter Sacramento founder wants gun training for black community. In quote, we need to be armed. Yeah, I agree. Everyone who wants to be armed should be armed. Buy guns, buy ammo. Go do it now. Oh, wait. You're in California. That might be difficult. I mean, not only are we experiencing a national firearm and ammunition shortage, which I recently learned uh, the majority of the reason why there's an ammunition shortage is because our ammunition is outsourced to uh, places overseas, and those places are not making ammunition right now. So good luck finding guns and ammo at the moment. But if you can, buy guns, buy ammo, Get training. You'll never hear me say that I'm against training. I'm always in favor of quality training. You'll ne- you'll also never hear me say training should be a requirement. But the state of California says training should be a requirement. So, and not to mention all of the other gun restrictions that you have out there in the state. And so, good luck. Uh, it's it's quite sad that the citizenry is waking up to the fact that they need to be able to protect themselves because the state will not. And when I say the state, that includes the federal government. The state won't protect you. You have to be able to protect yourself. Your security is your responsibility. It is no one else's. So good luck, BLM Sacramento. I hope you're able to get guns and good quality training I don't think you'll find either out there in the gun control utopia that is your state you Game of Thrones fans, this tune should be easily recognized, even though you may not recognize this specific version of it. 
Game of Thrones TV show. Co-creator D.B. Weiss, also known as uh, Dan, Dan Weiss, is a musician. And, of course, he has uh, Ramin Jawadi, D-J-A-W-A-D-I, who is the composer for the music at Game of Thrones. They had some guitars out, and they were jamming, and this is a video that you can find on YouTube called, um, oh, what was it called? Game, Game of, if you look up Game of Thrones music you'll, and scroll down a few links, you'll see it. You'll see, like, this, uh, some dudes uh, hanging around, like, with guitars. It's got Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine, Scott Ian from Anthrax, Nuno Betancourt from Extreme, and, of course... Uh, D.B. Weiss and uh, Ramin Jawadi, and this is just them just sitting around, just jamming out to jamming out to the Game of Thrones. This is like a medley. They're all in on this right now. This was such a fun, fun video to watch all the way through from start to finish. And I think it's Tom Morello right there. I'm not actually watching the video at the moment. I'm just listening to the audio. Sounds like his style. I could be wrong though. But, you know, if you're a music fan or a Game of Thrones fan, or and especially if you're both, I highly recommend hopping on over to YouTube, type in Game of Thrones. Um, you know what? Let me see if I can. I, I renamed it to Game of Thrones Jam Session, so I don't even know what, what the name of it was. Yeah, type in uh, Game of Thrones theme song. Scroll down like four or five links, and, and, you'll, and you'll come to it. You won't be disappointed, I promise you. I'm going to round this segment off with something a little fun. Me and the fam were watching Cabin in the Woods yesterday. Not the first time we've seen it. But in there is a section where everyone's betting on what kind of monsters or beasts that the, that the doomed are going to raise. And we paused it on the board. And there was some, some, interesting, some interesting selections. But one that really caught my eye was Kevin. Yeah, there's actually somebody on the board named Kevin. I mean, you got your, you know, the merman, the mummy, the mutants, the the demons, the ghosts, and the the clowns, and the deadites, and the angry molesting tree. Oh, God, I want to get molested by a tree. That would suck. But yeah, Kevin. What the hell's up with Kevin? So you actually click on the link, and the dude, it's just some dude that looks like, uh, um, kind of looks like Ted Bundy, actually. <laughs> but... I'm just like, seriously? I thought it was hilarious. I just we paused it there. was like, Kevin? Anyway, I don't want to focus on that too much. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I thought you guys might like it, too. Still be friends. 